0: Hello and welcome to the DM's Travel Book Club, a guide to the planes. Each episode we explore one of the planes of existence as outlined in the Great Wheel Cosmology in the role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons. Hooray, we're back! <laughs> we actually did it on time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're back for round two of yes. Sigil this time, the second mm. part to the Outlands and Sigil and... Yeah, very excited for this one. Anyway, as always, I keep forgetting, I'm Fiona. <laughs> no, I'm
1: I'm just run straight into it, yeah.
0: yeah? Yeah, we'll just run straight into it. My name's Fiona, and with me, as always, uh, for the last 17 episodes of uh, DM's Travel Book Code, is my co-host, Hamilton, who hi, is here. Hi, yes, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Fiona. How are you? I am good, right? Good. <laughs> Pleasantry's over. <laughs> beep, boop,
1: beep. I can tell you're very excited to get on with Sigil, because you're just yeah. straight into it, so... um yeah. Why don't well? That's where we're going, obviously. That's where we are. Why yeah. don't you? Uh, why don't you then explain to us very briefly then? Because I explained Sigil last week. Why you didn't did. you try having a go? At what What is Sigil?
0: Right. In a nutshell, so, as I understood it. So this is coming from uh, the main. Well, from what I understand of the Planescape Escape book, uh, Sigil and Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so funny because I genuinely had not come across Sigil before. i have never ran it in any games i hadn't you know i've heard of like it being told uh talked about by you know matt mercer critical roles about like, this idea of the city of doors and basically being a place of portals so i actually hadn't thought much to this sort of um what it was other than like it could be a generic city or town but it just happens to be a meeting place uh, hmm. like the meeting place of the cosmos right so i was like cool great i don't need to know any more about it turns out that's not what it is at all. It's great. <laughs> It's like it's got its own history also, but essentially, it is at the centre of the Outlands, the sort of plane that we discussed in the last episode. That that sort of plane of ultra, multiple, multiple no, ultimate is the word I was looking Ultimate neutrality, essentially, uh, up the top of a huge, huge spire, and it is, uh, as it's described in the book, it is like the inside of a tyre. It's almost like donut shape, with the whole city itself underneath, uh, in inside essentially, following that shape, that curvature around, and it's connected like that which is very much like my version of Inception and I just find I again I'm like I cannot process this where are you what's going on what is go- it's a bit like that sort of um, if you ever watch ever Treasure Planet uh, with the Disney thing there's a moon that does something similar there's like this whole city on a moon but it's like a crescent moon in that front. yeah um, and yeah, and it's uh, as far as I'm aware, it is uh, ruled over by the Lady of Pain, who is your favourite person of all time, which I'm sure I'm, I'm very excited to hear like what you make of her, essentially. And mm. This idea of sort of a, a being that every, everyone sort of fears and just lets get on with, essentially, because um, yeah. she is so powerful. So this idea that this this entity herself, she um, her power doesn't allow any deities in or anything else. It is just her domain. She's that powerful and can just destroy them uh, as and when and then there's all these wards as well so yeah there's a lot more to it than i was expecting
1: sigil i think is something that for me super captured my imagination from the off when i jumped into planescape when i was younger mm. and when i played the torment games when i was younger and i think it's such a, it's such a truly fantasy city yes. you know like when we were doing Spelljammer, and we we're like they really have nailed fantasy in space Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not sci-fi. It's definitely fantasy in space, and this is like it's the yeah. I think Situa is a very unique, even on the level of like Terry Pratchett's Discworld. Yeah. I think it's like a, I think it's got that level yes. of of like uh, complexity and difference and sort of um, uh, otherness that you don't you. I don't think uh, well from my understanding of mm-hmm. D D didn't get until you got to Planescape it was truly very very 90s in this yes. in its own way as well because you know the 90s was so I mean I remember uh so much of it maybe it's more for my parents than other people's parents but you know, uh, new age music mm. and people like getting into crystals and sort of spiritualism and stuff like that. But mm. the, that sort of em- is so emblematic it, within the Planescape setting and Sigil itself as this sort of philosoph- philosophically defined space where ideas are king mm. uh, or queen, in, you know, uh, they're sort of like the, the epitome of everything. And what yeah. everyone's fighting over is the belief of the universe. Yes. But in these very quasi- uh, very pop psychology ways because I remember them saying. I remember reading an interview about it, saying that um, Jeff Grub, uh, Zeb Grub, uh, 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 was it named Zeb, Zeb Cook and, and Jeff, Jeff Grub,
0: yeah, both you think were he should be the other way around? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so
1: both were having a conversation when coming up with Planescape, and they said what we want to do with these factions. And I think I mentioned this on our factions mm. play of Sigil, is that it is like. They went back to all their college students that they knew and groups they knew when they were in college oh and like God. all the pop philosophy they had. So yeah. it, they went, you know, dude, what if the universe is like just like in our mind and everyone yeah. else isn't real? And that's the sign of one, you know, or like, um, you know, dude, what if? all gods are just experiential variations of ourselves which is the thought you know like so you know it's just yeah. you just gotta add the I dude what if and just yeah. and that's the and whatever psychology someone comes up with in that moment is a faction and so it just kind of ties into this whole that sort of yeah um that sort of culture of the time and that's why yeah. and i and i and it is in that way so unique so that is what I love about it it's, it's the, very yeah.
0: relatable isn't it that's yeah, like, yeah I can totally yeah I definitely have been like I because I did philosophy as my degree and I yeah. have been in those seminars and I've gone what the, fuck? What the fuck <laughs> but are you talking about? but it's true like that that whole idea that' um, again you'll you'll be able to tell who this is off the top of it I can't remember mm. but it's that you know if I can think of something it, it yeah. does exist somewhere in the universe probably on makannus you know yeah. that 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 stuff like that because that is such a you know otherwise why would I be able to think of it um, it's exactly. just so so interesting on that front, and and speaking well, that's of that's your Tao
1: of physics, isn't it? That's your Tao of physics, there which is go. the idea of like you can if the the universe is as creative as we are made of the universe, and therefore mm. our brains are part of the universe. So if our brains can imagine something, then it must physically be impossible impo- to create because we could never imagine something impossible because we are born of this reality. Yeah. So that's there's that yeah. yeah. See, pop philosophy
0: for you. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, it's interesting to come into it cause not because again. I've always had this assumption that, oh, D&D, it's hack and slash. Mm -hmm. You don't really have these deep conversations or thoughts that, that build yeah. up this whole thing and so as we said in the last um, in the last episode we talked about like Planescape there was this big sort of primer at the beginning of that sort of book just mm. talked about like hey you really do need to think about Planescape because obviously it's yeah. very interesting but for them to engage in it you need to think of all these things because it is philosophers yeah. with clubs these factions yeah. you know they have the thought that's what drives them the other thing I wanted to mention is that there's a little bit on this bit about making Sigil your own and as mm. you kind of said it's not a sci-fi place yeah. it is not prime material 20th century place it is medieval in its flavor so you know don't make you know guns like sci-fi guns yeah. or anything like that it's portals yeah. it's just like it's a medieval city bustling yeah. which just ha- so it happens to have these magical portals but it's not like yeah. a sci-fi thing um the one thing i really liked about this advice as well there was um some other things There was like, you know, be inconveniently convenient. Like, mm. you know, these portals pop up uh, where you want them to go somewhere or, or there's no access to them for this time as a mm. invisible wall or whatever like the video yeah. game aspect to it. But also, there's a little line that said, avoid cute little businesses. Like, get rid of those titles and stuff because it's, it's not, you like know, it's not like no, that. It's that. a very
1: grimy city as well. I think what I kind of see it as is because they've taken that sort of Elizabethan chant, mm. it's actually not medieval I see it as, rena- as renaissance renaissance absolutely yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. that pre renaissance that pre that sort of because we always think of Elizabethan as it, that, Elizabethan at the same time as Michelangelo was doing well ish uh, you know we within a couple of you know the sort of Tudors at the same yeah. time as the Tudors and Stuarts people were do in Italy were actually making amazing cool architectural things mm-hmm. and art and so we've got to like remind ourselves that and I think you know okay there were flip locks coming very soon yeah. but we can ignore I think that the settings have you seen the pictures they have of sigil Mm. and there are some great ones in the actual in the cage which is the other book that i did as teachers pet reading because i've read the other one and that's my background to my computer screen is the uh guide to the guide sigil into the cage is my Mm. is my um background but it's um it's covered in these blades it's um it's very gothic it's very much like i think you know you've got to think of very tall houses like so sort of slightly um, Flemish architecture, mixed with, there's a little bit of um, sort of Chinese styles and like pagoda, a Japanese sort of pagoda style um, architecture, it influences in a lot of them, as well as very alien things with these blades coming up, you know, I think of the the mortuary is particularly kind of Mm. like quite futuristic, but in in it still in a very medieval way. And so I think it just blurs that line Mm. in terms of its aesthetic. Of being quite modern in some ways, but mm. sad, but it's really Gotham-y as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, and um, yeah. And we I, we haven't mentioned its shape, obviously. Well, we did mention it last week, but it is the city itself is a is a torus like shape that yeah. cu- encapsulates over a spire in the middle. And so, as you said, uh, you did mention it briefly, but mm. the fact that it's like Halo, isn't it? You look yeah. if you played the game Halo, you see the other side oh. of it. But. <laughs> Because of that, it's like you think of things like Spirewood is always yeah. like a distance. It's not like east west. You have sort of inwards and outwards. Um, and so. Yeah artificial
0: it's, light and yeah. day as well because like you'd look yeah. up and you don't you see the you eventually you'll yeah. see the lights of the other basically the curvature so yeah. i i definitely think again is that scene yeah. obviously in inception everyone remembers of obviously yeah. the, this town it's, warm. it's obviously not not as close but it yeah. has a similar thing yeah just, like, it is kind of for me it's like absolutely bonkers in that sort of respect amazing, like yeah. looking up and just seeing the twinkling fires of uh of yeah. the other district that you could you could walk to or use one of the the, the sedan chairs this taxi service that they yeah. have as well which i believe. Bloody love. Uh.
1: Yes, they are cool. <laughs> they are very they, like. But the thing is, it's that it's that particular that particularness to it mm. that gives it such a quality because mm. it's got it's different, slightly different architectural style than your standard bricks and stone. Because it's got lots of metal in it, as mm. it says, because rather than other and materials, and then it's got this language that is different, and it's got this completely crazy shape to it, mm-hmm. and. Um, and, like, when you're talking about the sort of geography of it, it's got that uh, that idea of it's being built over and built over and expands and contracts as necessary. So mm. you can do your um you know diag- diagonal alley yeah, <laughs> diagonal yeah, things, sort things of pop up, th- yeah. pop up you know shifting and warping and suddenly you're in a maze so you very mm. much someone stole that for um mm. Stephen Strange uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange mm-hmm. didn't they the, the mirror realm yeah. is definitely the mazes that the Lady of Pain, Pain creates because you suddenly absolutely. just you walk down an alleyway and then suddenly oh fuck I'm lost in the maze. Oh no, oh Oh, no. I've been
0: taken. Shit, shit, (laughs) shit. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And yeah, the the other thing uh, I want to say, so he said like, don't make, is it magical like items and machinery? Make any items you have have to feel magical they have yeah. to have an element of it because of this whole idea as we were sort of saying it's not science fiction it's not this it is this medieval stuff mm. with magic and i just think that having those tenets to yeah. build on as long along with the the philosopher factions as well it re- it's so different i hadn't again i know i sound like a complete idiot like oh i've not done this before but i just like that sounds so much more interesting than maybe mm. um I mean, everyone always talks about the domains of dread and this, uh, and obviously uh, Barovia and Curse of Strahd. Yeah. Because maybe we've gone through our vampire period. I don't yeah. know. And I'm just like, but this is obviously you can do so much with this, yeah. but maybe it requires more buy-in from the DM and the players rather than like they're like, oh, vampire hunting, we can totally do that. I don't know. It just mm. like for me, I'm just like, oh, yeah. that's really interesting. I want to delve into that deeper. And I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just popular culture comes to the forefront yeah. over stuff like this, perhaps. But I don't know
1: no i know i just think it could be and i think it i i, I really hope it does well it sounds like the D movie is doing really well so maybe we could have a planescape mm. movie i think the game was very it's con- considered one of the greatest of those boulders gates planescape mm. those sort of 2.5 d isometric games it's, mm. it's always, always comes across so i mean you talk about I, I found that piece that's in that book called the Real- realities of impossibility is the term it calls it and it's just like it's so lovely uh, and the thing that you're talking about like it's a fantasy setting but use these portals and, and the way it gives you really good descriptions and i i think a really good example of how to understand how sigil works in a sort of in this metaphysical way and a sort of fantasy way to create things that are every day which is like how does it get water right mm-hmm. so it has a portal to uh Thalacia, for example which is the the, the realm of where the Oceanus, ocean ocean yeah ocean exists from and starts from so it just has a portal to that that goes into like a into a system a mm. network and that's how you get water mm. but the other way it gets water is there's a place called the ditch now this is bad water if you know what i mean like well that one's drinkable the other I mean, one
0: with a name like the ditch i've got to be honest well <laughs> the not... ditch is, is
1: is a natural portal to that goes it, which is a tributary of the
0: um of the river of sticks the river Styx. Oh, no, so it mate. comes
1: into this into this <laughs> ditch and it's such a great if you if i want to get this map up in the background if i can in the video uh, that i sent you but if you go to it on the map and you zoom in Mm -hmm. it shows this there's loads of really cool aspects around it and it goes into the under the the sticks then runs from the ditch into an under sigil and you can use it as an Mm -hmm. underground transportation network so it the sigils version of the subway is a river sticks Boat oh, access, a river boat, oh, a river boat no. oh, on the no. river. Sticks that which has tributaries that will randomly head off and shoot off to pandemonium if you're not lucky. Oh. So like, it's such a great like. That's kind of a good way of understanding how it makes its own version. When you want to make your own version of reality, mm. like you want to transport, something you could do anything. Think of those amazing engineering things, but do it in mm. this way. You know, like maybe you could have. You wanted to. um fly up between one side of the cage and the other maybe you make a portal from Bytopia on one side and make a portal by Botopia on the other side and use the little oh, you know yeah, their the little balloon things yeah oh, the little balloon things that they have yeah. and oh, you yeah, can like go, have a little <sighs> transport network that goes between the two or something like that I don't yeah. know just
0: it's those sorts of um thinking that is mm. kind of that it, re- again is so you really outside the box on that front as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, just to just to finish finish up on like that that sort of feel of it. It was um, in the book. It talks about obviously. I sort of mentioned those sedan chairs and stuff. And obviously, you got the harmonium patrols and stuff like that. Mm. You've got those uh, the touts and the factotums that are sort of help you out with that. But the one that I sort of noted out was that they called the light boys, but essentially it's those little urchins that do like uh, lamp lighting. So yes, the light boys. Yeah, yeah. And I, like I just again, I don't know if you've seen the new Mary Poppins films, but there's a whole like um, bit with. Uh, 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 Mar- um, the, the, oh, what, i can't remember his name now but the the guy that's playing basically uh the light the lamplighter oh, they yeah. do they do a whole song about the l- l- light fantastic so that's why i just mm. see all these small children just singing songs or something like chim 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 churro uh, yeah, lin exactly. Ma- Lin-Man- manuel miranda there you go that's the most oh, right yeah from. but yeah because he also wrote all the music to that new film so
1: anyway i haven't seen the new one actually but I've, i remember i've seen the old one yeah. but it's um yeah, it's it's those sorts of things. It kind of got a hint of Victoriana to it as well yeah. because of that as well. And I think, yeah, the and again that sort of dynamic of the factions like always play on when you're there, and they are those sort of they are so ingrained in the in the workings of the city. Like we always talk about politics. Yeah. On you know we talk about geography. Well, we we've, we've kind of over. I mean the other things to like mention on geography are like Razorwire Vine, which oh, is awful. this horrific. Uh, basically, razor wire, uh, but yeah. as a vine that grows and is like a bit like Japanese knotweed in this country, where it just sort of overgrows really quickly and you can't control it. You have these Eoskian hounds as well, which are left over from Eoskar, which is the old god of portals, mm. uh, who uh, the Lady Pain killed and is now floating as a dead god in the Astral Sea. So that's nice. Classic. <laughs> just classic. Lady, <laughs> oh, of, Pain Lady a, of Pain on a Tuesday. Ooh. And. <laughs> and so that's sort of yeah the geography that the, the politics is and the geography is dominated by these mm-hmm. huge temples to or like um homesteads of all of the factions mm-hmm. um and uh and with those that yeah they um i don't know where i was train of thought was going there i had a thought train and i lost it i was going Choo-choo. <laughs> Choo-choo. oh yeah i was we were talking about the lamp boys that was it the lamp light boys, boys. Yeah, light boys, and yeah. It, and it was just the fact that the 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 way that they have come about, and it mentions in the book, is like they they went around, you know, the theory that they there used to be lights that the dabus, who are the people who the Lady of Pain is like, that Lady of Pain's minions, mm. who sort of, and they sort of do they come from Sigil or not? But they used to they would make the city run.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They used to have little lights that they kept up, but then someone went around and smashed them all, and then the Lamp Boys appeared, oh, oh. to make money off it, you yeah. know, like, and it's oh. that kind of.
0: Just, o- always it's... a hustle going on Exactly so. That's is the that? other
1: thing yeah, yeah As you said Don't make things nice and cutesy It's always like There's always a Everyone's vying for power mm-hmm. um, and But it's, it's a...
0: not But it's not as cutthroat no. As we would assume it is Because it is like, yeah. in a place of That is neutral And it's a place of meeting yeah. And stuff like that But right? it's because yeah. The Lady
1: of Pain always Helps to manage If one faction mm. gets more strong Than the other She'll make sure that That keeps the balance
0: oh well she has done. one of the factions disappeared right yeah
1: well lots of the factions that we find in here are not the original factions they Mm. shift and change and the and famously the well famously as much as is famous but (laughs) planescape is (laughs) the last um official adventure guide for planescape was called faction war and it's a really great one of the best cover arts in D and D ever i'd say which is you've just got a picture and you know how planescape always got plane the lady of pain symbol and then scape mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. the lady of pain symbol is missing mm-hmm. and there's a picture of her face it's all in red black with her face like sort of etched in and a red tear coming down her oh, face no. and it's basically like faction war <laughs> and it basically all the factions go to war and someone's like pulling all the strings uh People didn't actually like how it ended up because it ruined the game. But it was meant to be—it was Monte Cook, and it was meant to be a, a second one. But they never made the yeah, second one.
0: Right, um, oh, so it's but left left on a cliff. It's always left perhaps, on a cliffhanger.
1: Or... But maybe they'll do it in this new one. Maybe.
0: You know. I mean, I mean, obviously they've been talking about the factions and that idea yeah. ends with the uh, Unearthed Arcana we've been talking about. Yeah. so Maybe there'll be because because it makes sense that there would be at some point. Yeah proper clashes between a couple of them and like we've seen that with um uh uh, the Ravnica stuff where obviously there's all these skills always always comes to mind yeah always comes to mind again I know that's my that's my way into this but I assume you have Mm. the other way into it when you come to Ravnica you're like yeah it's just like these (laughs) factions yeah well that is exactly what I was saying
1: when we did Ravnica and but and that's why I love Ravnica as well but I think Mm. it is political intrigue but whilst Ravnica is very much more municipal (laughs) in the sense of like there is municipal people within in these factions but Mm -hmm. there's definitely it's definitely much more.
0: It's it's definitely more it's sci-fi, more sci-fi, sci-fi of, yeah, and
1: more. But yeah, but this is much more broader in the sense of like. Yes. Some people factions are really not interested in other mm. factions. Really, they are yes. like the one that comes to mind is the. Um, uh, oh, the. Uh, I need to, I need to find it. Give me one second. Have a Google. Have I'm a
0: Google.
1: gonna give a look. The Transcendent Order. So the Transcendent oh, yeah. Order come to mind, which is like their whole philosophy is just about is that um that sort of science of 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 immediate thought and becoming one with like mindfulness yes. and sort of in, like removing all thought very sort of uh, meditative mm-hmm. and action is always your immediate action so that you become so immediately aware of your surroundings that anything happens and it's all done through cha- training and their home is called the the uh, gymnasium and that's their sort of Yes. And they have these spaces within the gymnasium, like they have um, sen- uh, what they're called sensory deprivation chambers. Yeah. It's one of their key areas that you can go to, mm. and you sort of h- hang in this. Um, it's a portal to another realm where they're literally hanging in space, and you've got to hang there for hours and sort of like find, you know, inner truth. Oh, no. uh, their awful. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but their yeah. relationship to other places is like, they're not really bothered. They, they no. think everyone else is crazy for doing all the hard thinking and mm. getting, you know, but they're just like they're not people don't like them because yeah. they but they're no one they're not bothered about anyone whilst others mm-hmm. like the harmonium just want to get in everyone's business yeah. basically yeah, it's definitely
0: <laughs> definitely on different <laughs> scales of like getting into everyone's business or no business isn't it? Yeah. yeah i think that the going into sort of the general sort of like what services and what sort of things i think mm. the key thing it sort of comes across to me and i i know it makes it quite a lot of sense. like this is a meeting place as supposed to you know yeah, it's it's a tourist destination of sorts, but also it means that you have to uh, appeal to different kinds of clientele. So the taverns, for example, will won't be like a general tavern for all. It mm. might be like for certain uh, uh, folks who are you know from, who might not have like a humanoid shape, or they might have you know different beliefs. Like that so you'll have all, all different kinds of taverns doing that. Now that sounds really interesting, and I think. I, something I would love to see more of that because we you know we go in certainly in london you 'll have supermarkets that are dedicated to certain types of food, so like you'll have the Polish food shop or you'll have the Japanese food shop, all that sort of thing where it's and the signs are in those languages and it 's like it's obviously it's a home from home for them and it's trying to make their passing yeah. into you know the accommodation certainly here if you think in the place if you're having those sort of Accommodations and all foods places that are catering to these clientels just makes it easier for them to before they go on to their journey. And I just thought that was again a really obvious thing, <laughs> I know, but it was. I was like, actually, I didn't really think about it. I don't think about that when i most of my adventures are on the prime material plane. Yeah, why like, would I think um, about it? It's like
1: a space station, slash, mm. sort of, but like it's you know, when you go to the airport, you get little variations of like different yes. you know like cultural uh, mm. experiences but they're very non-spaces and we could all get into non-spaces and stuff like that and sigil has that element to it this mm. sort of liminal space between between everything and so it's got to cater to everyone mm. and you're right there are I, yeah i've i actually i picked it up more in the sense of like there are definitely like bars which are and pubs which are much more like uh focused on um you know the lower planes and and yes. like so where Demons and devils go uh, to sort of like make deals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but uh, but then those places are also just places where you just might end up when you're having a. Like if you do the pub crawl, as I said in the in the cage yes. guide, there is definitely there's pub crawls that you could do, and um, <laughs> but I think yeah, I think remembering that this place is is the international space station, sort of of the multiverse, and so with mm-hmm. that all cultures and all of these realities merge into one space and so express that and experience that and really yeah. enjoy the ability to give your players those tastes of the other planes and that's the whole benefit of starting a sigil because you can go to the the oarsman is a pub that comes to mind which has one of those sticks rivers underneath you can get out from your sticks boat and you can get onto the sticks from underground um and that's a famous place for lots of like um lots of lower plane uh, beings to go to because they can take the river sticks in and out of Sigil that way Mm -hmm. without having to interact with Sigil and they can come and have secret clandestine meetings about the blood war and an Arcanoloth might meet with another Arcanoloth to to hand over some names and stuff like that or have a, a chat in the corner with a Yugoloth about the blood war or whatever. Uh, but you can go there and I think, you know, it's not like, you know, it, and I think you, you, can elect, you can maybe take your players there. They have to go and meet someone in one of these yes. places and have this opportunity to sort of interact on, in a safer way <laughs> for a lower level characters yeah. than go to the Abyss. You can yes. meet them in Sigil and it's sort of this this, sec- this middle ground. And But you can have... Interesting drinks and all those sorts of things, and, yeah. they're, like, related and when
0: you when you mention this idea of, of pub crawls and stuff, what what has come to my mind instantly as someone who does who is like prop DM, you know that sort of thing. If you're meeting a person, or even if you're, you're meeting online and stuff like that, sending the ingredients to people's houses so that they can make up the drinks they're oh, about yeah. to drink and stuff like yeah. that, or having breaks and then having. Because obviously we've got the D and D cookbook and all that sort of malarkey, stuff, but you could easily come up with snacks and stuff like as if you were doing these sort of pub crawls, which would be amazing, but also you'd probably get very sloppy in terms of roleplay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just yeah. do another shot. Oh no, and the abyss shot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, exactly. And I think the 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 other thing to like note on that is that this because of the lady of pains like power, mm-hmm. you know, that's why the blood war doesn't spill on to sigil. So you've got you know demons and devils interacting with one another and trade occurring between them and so there's i think i think that makes it kind of it's something kind of nice about it as well like you know everyone sort of is happy like together in sigil and everyone's sort of you know treated with the same respect in a mm-hmm. sense which is actually like another thing that is quite positive in dnd it's surprising that we have to mention when these positivity things happen but it it's does true. happen and it's like sigil creates that obviously through someone being really like really overly powerful and stopping people from being mean to each other but actually what it does create is like you know beings that then come from those planes and start set up shops and stuff like that and you get these really amazing um shops and it, there's one I forget the name of it uh, which is called which is a hag who runs a tower of curiosities mm. um and it's right in the center and uh, there are no stairs up to all the other floors so there's those are floors, but to get up to them, you have to like you have to be magical to be able to r- oh. rise up to the other floors to look at the things, or she sends them down. But you don't. She doesn't appear like a hag. She just appears like an old lady, uh, and that she's not very powerful. But she's actually one of the most powerful beings in like Sigil. Oh, no. And if you uh, if you end up in that building alone with her, you you she might <laughs> you know you might find yourself in trouble, sort of thing. Yeah. It's kind of. I don't know, it's kind of like that's the reality of it. So you can really mess with your characters and your players basically would be
0: saying that. I, yeah, well, you know me. I'm always like, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's do that. Uh, <laughs> so, with the um, geography of it, yeah. so we've sort of referred to it a little bit. I think before going on to saying who the Lady of Pain is, oh, yeah. I wondered if we could talk about the different wards, the six yes. sort of wards. Uh, as far as I could tell, uh, they're not, they're just sort of. Useful to be like, oh, it's in this ward rather than it, they're not like yeah. defined by physical boundaries per se because they're sort of in, like you were saying before this sort of very liminal space where sometimes it just changes and warps and some wards are much bigger than others and stuff. So I just yeah. wondered if we could just chat in general, like a sort of an overview of the wards that yeah. are there in sigil
1: There is, it says in the and the other in in the book I that we've read together, the mm-hmm. Planescape and G- Beyond, it definitely does say that, and and in the in the cage it actually does give them more of a. Ooh of a definition Mm -hmm. but and i think it's quite a good one so i might just use this to explain them so sigils six wards are the lower ward where things are made the market ward where they're sold the clerk's ward where the ownership is noted the guild ward where the craftsmen gather and train apprentices the hive where the poor the bubbers and the barmies are kept out of everyone else's sight and the ladies ward the richest and most powerful of them all where the city's rulers and criminals dwell so that is the that that's the sort of the sort of definition of it Mm -hmm. and so uh, that's as it's written in there and so it it kind of um and and it and those those wards are are defined a little bit by what they are what they entail so as you said like if but they shift and change because if if all the factories move west or one way round the you know the 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 um the the lower ward which is where things are made will just move with it to make Mm. that the ward so it's just the lower ward is wherever the most factories are or the forges are Mm. and the market ward is just where most of the things are sold like and wherever that is and the guild hall will always be where the guild hall is but the the, for example like the hive Mm. um, which is like this sort of very maze like very much like i remember in skyrim when you go down the steps to the lower level or that lower part of Diagon mm. Alley, or whatever it, you know those sorts oh, of area alley, yeah. alley and stuff like that it's that very uh, close streets the shambles in york sort of thing for the oh, northern
0: god yeah oh. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> sort of like tight-knit streets and everything kind of you kind of get lost and it's all a little bit dark and it goes underground for a bit and then you come out again and then you end up in the ditch and then and you find in these places there's like smog clouds and stuff that you can get lost in, mm-hmm. um, and so that's a really that's a really exciting place that you can go to. But then all the other ones are very much more city-like in a sense, mm. you know. Yeah. Very,
0: it, from yeah. what I understand with the, the high board, is yeah, definitely like a, a tangled slum essentially. But it, I've yeah. also got down here the worst of all places. Uh, <laughs> that's what I got that's from the called, notes. Man. I was like, oh yeah. no, terrifying.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, and those are the wards, and they and they sort of do help define things. And certain buildings, so the key faction headquarters are all sort of dotted around in all of these. So in the Hive Ward, you have like the the Chaos who don't really have a headquarters; they sort of just meet wherever, but that's their sort of homeland. And the Anarchists as well, sort of leave, leave, live in those sort of areas. Um, but yeah. yeah, so those are the wards. Was there anything you want to add onto the wards? No, not really.
0: Um, I guess because it's it's. I guess I'm always interested in having because obviously most. D&D cities will have some sort of wards or some sort mm. of like here's a, here is the market district, here's the docks, all that sort of thing. And I just found it interesting, that this one, like again because obviously already geographically speaking it's a very interesting thing, like it's it's in a circle per se rather than laid uh, horizontally and has defined like that. But also as, as I was saying before, like the, it just shifts around and like you said if something moves, it moves with it. and But everyone just agrees on it. Uh, they Don't worry too much about it, which I kind of yeah, I just really liked. But um I, the other sort of is like the, the the ladies' ward, I always find I thought was really interesting. Mm. It just said it's the quietest and most orderly in the city, and you're like, yeah. and then it's and then it also says it's cold and lifeless. And I was like, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Like yeah. anything, anything that's properly, <laughs> it's like going ordered. to the city of London. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know. Think- when- don't, yeah, yeah. yeah like if you go to a city in London, it's dead because yeah. there's so much power and so much yeah. like th- things contained in those buildings. Absolutely. I, yeah. yeah, I get that feeling quite a bit. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine Lady of Pain's ward, the um, or oh, the Ladies ward, sorry, is definitely on the weekend, it's dead. Like, there's yes, nobody I mean, there. There's nothing happening on the weekend. <laughs> no, one exactly. goes to that, no one goes to the shopping mall there. Uh, exactly. No. It,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. And that is what it is like as someone who lived near it. You know, it's that sort of thing. Whilst, you know, the lower ward's a bit more like Soho, Yes.
0: <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah, very messy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, messy Soho- but also got Soho- exciting or- and interesting things. I guess it's Soho or Clapham, depending on where you're. Yeah. Again, okay, these are very probably centric Thirty years ago, or something <laughs> yes, that as absolutely. Well. Yeah, these are very London-centric references. Folks, yeah, and but political role and all
1: those other places. will talk about like LA, like everyone knows the I ninety, so we can talk about London, right?
0: That's true. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Well, let's let's talk about these, the sort of figurehead of us all, this mm. office, Lady of Pain. Yeah. Actor. Um, again, because you can't talk about Sigil without referring to her in some way. And the fact that this deity, as as far as I understand it, is that nobody really knows much about her, Mm. but she can just be walking down the street and everyone just avoids her. Walking?
1: She floats above the streets. Oh, Oh, excuse me. Floats above the streets. Yeah.
0: and yeah, it's kind of terrifying, it's almost like acknowledging, uh, but also not acknowledging that she's there. Because yeah. you don't want to draw her eye, you don't want to draw her attention. You cannot,
1: You if you, she does not want to be praised, if you yes. praise her, she will bloody you, basically. Which yes. is like, and if you try and talk to her or stuff like that, they say those who try interfering with her erupt in horrid gashes just at the touch of her gaze. Wise bloods find business elsewhere on those rare times she passes down the way. Eventually, her image fades and she vanishes into nothingness. Natives of visual view her with fearful awe as she is the uncaring protector of their home. And she's such a cool looking person. She's She's got these amazing blades coming out of her face. I saw someone made um, this like 3D, which I will try. I got rights to use the thing before on the show. So I'll try and get it again to see if we get the background. Someone made um, a a metal face like Mm -hmm. the image of it. Uh, and it is beautiful and it's just such a it's so again, it's, it makes it so unique. It's it very um
0: uh Amidala, <laughs> Princess yes, Amidala. Very much so. That's why well. yeah. yeah, the image I got that it's interesting, like she t- they talk about uh, like just keeping the peace. It's not like it's not there's no anarchy here or anything like no. that. And again, it goes Apart some, from the Anarchists. Apart from the anarchists, of course, but uh <laughs> Well, you don't want it more. Um, but the um, it's interesting because they say like, well, really, this, she's described she's not really a woman, she's not really a human, uh, she's probably some greater power, but nobody really yeah. knows. But yeah, this, this, there's this this line that made it sort of keeps distant from the hurdy-bur of the cage itself and never speaks and is little it's, and it's and it's interesting again coming to that sort of like running a game in or running a Planescape game, using like you shouldn't, the players should never meet her. You know, or should only refer, meet her in like bits and pieces to really encapsulate the mood of the plainscape. That's what it was advising in the book, which I thought was really interesting because, you know, it's that sort of like Chekhov's gun. So sort of like Chekhov's Lady of Pain. Like you see them in yeah. Act One, maybe you'll meet them in yeah, Act Three. But exactly. I'm like, do you want to meet them in Act Three? I don't no, know if I would want to meet, meet there, her in Act Three.
1: Exactly. There is a book I is on my to read list, which is called Pages of Pain, which is a book in from her perspective, which is actually really oh, interesting. Oh my god! Amazing. Which sounds really good. Um, yeah. I think there's a really good story just to explain, mm. like, her age and where she's from. Jeez. But obviously, you know, she... So 10,000 years ago, so she not always had access to mages, it says. This is from the In the Cage a Guide sigil. Um, for once, uh, she cast Procendus to the Throne of Blades into Agatha on the third layer of Pandemonium. So, you know, that's where we, where we went to in Pandemonium. That's where all those treasures are, are held and yes. they turn to stone after a period of time. Yeah. And that's what mm. she used to do before she had this power of mazes so um she 10,000 ago she, shekel shekelor who's a famous name that comes up a couple of times in other books mm-hmm. greatest major Sigil sought to increase his already formidable power and the tale says that like many others he wanted to seize the lady's throne but unlike others he was cautious and wary for many had failed before him he saw an almost he sought an almost successful usurper entrapped in pandemonium But in the end of the planes, there is someone already in Pandemonium who nearly took her down. He went all the way there to find this usurper, Mm. which I think we had hints of in Pandemonium. I
0: think we did,
1: yeah. But in the end, the plane's dangers destroyed him, and he died burning from within before a crowd in the city courts. So, (laughs) like... (laughs) Fuck. So, that's how she sort of said,
0: hmm,
1: (laughs) don't try anything. Don't do it.
0: (laughs) It's not worth it, yeah, absolutely
1: and the yeah. expansionists which are the other ones that mm. she cast into the into the mazes yes
0: yeah that's the one I was thinking of Was the expansionists mm. yeah. but yeah again that's sort of like her appearance should only be to reinforce the wonder and the mystery of the whole place and mm. yeah and like doesn't give out missions or powers Like compared mm. to other things we've seen again I know this might sound really obvious but like you know you've in other planes and stuff where it talks about deities and their realms and stuff mm. it's like well you can meet with their proxies and you can do this and you get some you know uh, spell yeah. keys or power keys here it's like don't even don't
1: well don't. she does have her proxies which are the daboos though in theory i sure. think they are the basic proxies there are actually there are you know petitioners and proxies are uh, pro- of the other neutral planes sometimes live here but there are there are none the only closest to them are these the dabu's, yes. which are this Grinch-looking like uh, characters that speak in Re- rebuses, which are those sort of pictograms. Sort of,
0: yeah, pictograms. They, aren't they the ones? I have it in my head that they're the ones who eat the razor vine, or do they get rid of the razor vine? They do. Right? Yeah. Do they eat it, or do they just like garden it? Essentially, I, I, for some reason, I thought they ate it, and I, now I'm, I'm now really doubting that as a result. that's also a horrible image in these Grinch-like creatures eating.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. <It's,
1: laughs> yeah. Know. They are very but they they' are they're a really interesting like sort of creation and the way they interact in this sort of like these sort of um, they're kind of like modrons in their own way in that they're very yes. they're off this plane and they're very much like connected to it in this very way that you can't really interact with them in a perfect sense mm-hmm. and they do try and communicate with people um, a bit more and they can telepathically sort of imprint these images into their mind but I think they are I think when i've used them i've let, allowed them to
0: speak to them telepathically because i think it makes it a
1: lot easier than trying to explain rebuses all the it
0: was, time oh certainly on a stream as well like yeah, i guess exactly. in yeah in, in person then you can have a little bit more fun or a little bit more time to do like pictorial like grams or yeah like rebuses as well so yeah. um but let, let's talk about it because you've sort of sort of mentioned it a little bit the, the, these idea of the mazes uh, again they're sort of I, I loved it they're literally like tiny little demi planes uh, where you you know the, was it the grandest of Sigil's punishment and she saves some for the worst threats to her power because that is it it is her power yeah. uh, and I was just there was this phrase that just said like special bird cages essentially I was like whoa yeah. it makes me feel so ill because uh, <laughs> so, that, that sort of power that she, all she sees of them is like little canaries that she can just do away with at any point point. Um, yeah. and just having that oh and as you sort of said you could be walking down a street and it's suddenly like oh shit where am I you, you don't recognize it and it's already too late you can sort of get into these things We you can never get out yes. they're, just, they're just magically the, the world around you sort of forms into these mazes oh, oh.
1: exactly I think um, the, yeah the mazes is such a, uh, an interesting sort of thing to like I think that you could use with your characters as well as like a real like mm-hmm. let them test their strength you know let them push them to it you could you know push them to have a go do you know what I mean because mm-hmm. then it's a good way to then just be like really experience it and it's a really good like okay here's something you can get out of and i think they're quite a fun from a game point of view as well as the sort of narrative uh, yeah. of what the spaces i think are really are, are quite good i, I like them yeah. <laughs> I, I,
0: I found it here now sorry the um communals the faction that disappeared like th- that they were all trapped in one maze and on one of the ethereal planes that's that's what i was thinking of before that this the, and again like you said they i'm sure other factions have also disappeared nothing but they just made a reference to it and i was like god damn that's quite brutal so now all the factions police their own uh to keep within the good graces of the lady of pain so as well as the harmonium obviously patrolling yeah. as well so it's like mm. interesting Very cool. um
1: i did want to mention before mm. which I, I just was trying, trying to find the name fell uh, i mm. think is an interesting character just mm. to mention from the he's in the uncaged faces of sigil book mm-hmm. and is mentioned in factions as well because he hangs out at the athar Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Shafted Temple. Do you,
0: do you want to quickly describe the Uncaged Faces book? For oh, a Cause yes. Because it's, it's very different to oh, yeah, the other ones. So, That's the only thing I wanted to say.
1: Yeah, it's a great book. I think I have mentioned it before. Uh, but it's, um, it's basically uh, a book that describes... Uh, I can't remember uh, off the top. I'll have to look at the number at the beginning. It tells you here. I think there are 1, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. 20. Uh, characters, key characters from Sigil that it gives like a description of, or like an introduction to, or even gives you like with them like um, maps and quests and stuff yeah. like that, and it and it introduces them always in different ways. So actually, there's more than that. It's forty. <laughs> Sorry, I've got the second page. Yeah, um, but uh, each of the entries is is like like what the first one is. A, a few of them are very much like your classic like here are the people, mm-hmm. uh, and it gives you some things. So it talks about uh, Akin, who is an Arcanaloth, who. You can buy wares from. There's, uh, It gives you like their, their abilities, but then some of them, for example, I'm just moving to um, uh, just trying to find a good one that's. You can cut this bit. This one has a good. Yeah. So there's one that comes. Jiek uh, Nalar, who is a female Yankee it comes as like a attention citizens a notice of warning by order of factual sarin of the harmonium and it explains like what they've done you know and it's like a yeah. warning sign and like known for you know pinch uh, copper pinching Peter you are know, the following description female kithyanki though she often tries past as kisserai six feet tall a stocky build and it, it goes through that yeah. and then it and they try and sell you mazes so they basically one of their, their 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 like cons is to like they've got some maps of the mazes that the Lady of Pain can send you to and they've oh, been to them wow. and so they and they then and you can buy them and it gives you a couple of them and, it, and it over it has stamped on it BANNED by the Harmonium <laughs> and it's like maze 16, maze 38 you know and it's kind of got the portal in, portal oh, out, cool. secret door.
0: I love that. That's, that yeah. feels very much like, I know because Resident Evil Falls just come out the remake and so it feels very much like the merchant type type thing like, ah oh, oh, stranger, ah oh, and then there's oh no, they've been taken. <laughs> yeah exactly. So yeah,
1: they really good. And then one of them is like written as a letter from one of them to their grandfather. Mm. One of them is written, which is lovely. We talked about Mir Mir's before. Mm. Uh, and um, I believe uh, there's the Grixit, and I think is related to oh no, sorry, it is yeah, so one of them is Lickrich who is an evil being mm. who, um, who basically like who hunts uh, people in the night uh, and mm. like uh, and he goes. Even the dead think. He goes. Hello. Is, is anyone out there? Can, can you hear me? You know, it's like that. He goes. And then someone goes. Shh. Someone might be out there. And it's like, you've got nothing to move your head. In your head. You just thought, um, you know, like someone's taken your this thing out of your mind, and now you realise this person talking to you. You've already been attacked by Lichrich, and you're just another one of their victims talking to the victim, and they get he stores your memories oh, in these little no. in these little var in these little um, gemstones. So what's happening is you be told like that you've been captured by this thing and it talks about this mir mir which you then meet later on Right. In another story, uh, I, I don't know, and it cr- introduces you to a dabu using uh, pictograms and mm-hmm. all, uh, really, really fun. So, fair. so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, no, but I, I think it's just quite interesting because it's so different to other people. But we'll put a link into the episode show notes. It's, it's a great. I, I think book. it's a. Yeah, I, as I said before, before I you know as you couldn't go on to this character, but it just feels like yeah. more books like that compared to like, and also like compared to the last episode where we had the obviously audio guide um, as well with the, uh, the, the 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 prime into the outer planes. That was so different as well and I just I, I'm always a big fan of having content or, or resources in other accessible media uh, like oh it's just something a little bit different to get that information across and also makes it more memorable so instantly like you're just saying about that, that that serial killer essentially that's such a for me that's like inspires of like Doctor Who horror stories and that sort of thing I'm just like god that's so depressing but also really really cool <laughs> so yeah so tell us about this character
1: <laughs> yeah no so it's fine so Fel is uh, a Davo has you know, uh, turn stag as it says on the lady of pain. So they no longer float; they walk on the ground. They speak to people, and they um, preach. Uh, they they sort of preach the word of Aosaka, the person that she sent to the oh, to the shoot. other realm. And he's all up to like you know, he's just like a real like. But she allows him to live still, you know, and um he's a really interesting character that i think is a really good he uh has a dabu's common phrase book that you can buy off them so that you can interact and oh, communicate wow. that's with very
0: that's very cute actually i really like that yeah <laughs> but he he's a really interesting
1: character. people you know like i think he's worth uh if you do um he also has magic as well and um he hangs out yeah in the, temp- the Shatter temple the Chatter temple uh yeah and so he's really uh, he's a really fun character that's that's really easy I- interesting yeah. to get and if you want to bring up this whole Aeosicarian like is- history well he calls himself the only living priest of Uh so you know like gosh, you know he's really like jabbing <laughs> at it um, and it also gives you this idea that one of them the sign of one has got a subsector called the will of one that wants to restore Aeosicar mm. to life through the force mm. of thought so there's a really there's a, Using that one as a great example of that book is really good if you're looking for like really interesting characters to bring to your to your table if you're going to play in Sigil But also each one has a really good like. Well, this is clearly a, a little adventure in itself or a campaign even if you want to. Mm. So yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. I, do you think again? This is maybe just a more of an open question, but do you think yeah. they'll have like the taboos in this next thing or just because I feels like this yeah. it feels so important? I presume Lady Pain will be. In plain script, has to be right. Just, I think you have to have. I them. just wonder because, like, because I love this idea of the the talking through symbols thing. Mm. Like for me, like again, this maybe just jumping around a little bit, but when they did the, the sent into a furnace, you could get download the infernal script and write out in, like infernal contracts and stuff in that script, and so oh, the really? people had to decipher them and stuff like that. So for me, that's like very cool. I just mm. wondered because this seems like a really cool idea, but yeah. I'm wondering if like. People might be like, "Oh, it's a cool idea for like home DMs to do, and not necessarily put it into published material." If you see what I mean? Like, so, I think like I would, they've done I'd in these do. ones.
1: Everyone's there's a couple of pages when they talk about another one where it shows you a few rebus. There are online rebus makers uh, oh, as well, cool. generators. So they're not amazing, but I'm sure there are maybe better ones than when I looked five mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see that as also like, come on, DMs Guild, they'll just do this right mm-hmm. anyway. I hope so. yes. Yeah, I think they. I think if we're going to talk about will there be in, I think. And I hope yeah. they'll they they hopefully will change a little bit of their just give more of their origin and also yeah. understand their relationship to lady Payne in more detail mm-hmm. i think I think it could yeah it could be you know you also look at it and like they are a they are a, a, a beings that are seem to be tied to the, to the city of Sigil mm-hmm. but there's also like are they really are they controlled by the Lady of Pain? What is yeah. their level of What's the of, relationship like? What's is the it, relationship? Is it
0: willing? Is it consent? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so
1: there's a kind of, you know, I think it's something that when you read it now and you sort of take take it in, you kind of think, oh, you know, there's some, you know, there there are issues that could be had, you know, that are had with it. Yeah, and so of yeah, I think it's worth that being. Uh, it understood better and probably readjusted. for Yeah, for a modern, I, I, earth,
0: you know. I I hope that they're kept in and readjusted because they mm. they seem so interesting as a yeah. like unknowable sort of like enforcers mm. like do gardening and also yeah. ha- you know speak in this way and but also have like you see someone that speaks out against them and stuff. Um, again, yeah. maybe jumping a little bit all over the place, but with the um, Radiant Citadel, there's the. Uh, the the oh, now I can't remember the name of it now. The shadow of the sun, sorry, mm. and that one is a very interesting one. About uh, you have the god, uh, the sort of celestial plane, attach who has saved this plane, but as a result, it's very much like he's controls everything, there's a curfew, all that sort of thing. Mm. And now people are rebelling against it, saying like, we're not, we're not, you know, we've come from this, we've mm. come past this corruption now, we want to have, and so that idea of, again, it's that inner conflict, yeah. it again is. I don't want to say inspired or something, but it is. it feels like it, well, it is based on certain things that are happening in certain countries just now, about that warfare, about it's a particular type of political faction or, or, mm. or thought controlling everything else. Yeah. And that is, makes for a really good story. So having something like the Dabu, who yeah. is like this go-between that sort of isn't enforcing yeah. this thing, but also, it, you know, it, it, I think they would they just make it really interesting and engaging. And it's part of Planescape. So it's that yeah. something where I totally agree? I think they will be maybe... I hope they are in it. And if so, mm. that they're adjusted a little bit just to make it a little bit more like... Yeah consensual or that they are uh, equal and they want to be working for her, perhaps. So I don't know, I don't know. But it's kind of of interesting because it's like
1: the Modrons are like, they are of that plane, so are they the Mm. same in that sense? I don't know. You know, there's that sort of, because they seem very humanoid but then also are they just expressions of the plane itself and therefore of
0: primus yeah
1: of of oh yeah they, so moderns are just expressions of of that reality and they're yeah. born of the plane and so but they just manifest in this way and i think that's maybe yeah. what the, they say the dabus are because they they think that they were there before the lady of pain mm. came along mm. and they manage and maintain sigil because that is their job like they they're the ones that go around and like if something gets broken they'll go and fix it you know sort mm. of thing that's their sort of uh and they supposedly live underneath the city of sigil yes, yeah. in this in their own places that you can't get to you know like and some people say they just live like in very low level uh burrowed but other people say they live in the old city that doesn't that no one gets to see and it's their own reality so mm. that's kind of interesting in its way so like i don't know there's lots to be yeah i think lots, there's lots, I think lots, there,
0: lots to be thinking on that yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the other thing I just wanted to mention in general about this obviously uh, mm. it is this big bypass place the city, obviously it does a lot of importing so therefore yeah. the markets are going to be amazing so if you're yes. going on a big shopping trip if you're, a big down, t- down period yeah. you know you, there's plenty of stuff here you don't have to go to a specific plane perhaps or mm. unless I guess you were going to get like if you were going to get like a customized item the trader might ask you to get certain materials from a certain plane perhaps as a as a quest from perhaps uh, yeah. but yeah the 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 great bazaar essentially you know that is and and obviously like as you said as well there's night and day markets and all that sort of thing as well so it's yeah basically you can just it's just a good Location on top of that, that you can go. I can imagine you go in, you go to get something, but stay for the political factions, the lady you yeah. paid, all that sort of thing on top of that. So, it, 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 like, if nothing else, it is it is good. Oh, well, that was the other things, right? I just come to my mind. The currency, it's obviously every, everything's always exactly the same, just to make it easier. But you can get differently minted coins of stuff uh like yeah. yeah and just i just thought that again what a lovely little detail that is like again you'd get it here in the uk as well like obviously different notes you know scottish notes and all that sort of thing all different obviously we're going through a, a change of monarch uh obviously we're gonna get uh king charles instead of the queen on it as well which is so i guess i don't know it's just something like because you always note i always notice go, oh shit it's changed oh I'm um, so i don't know We. It's it's just something to mention, I guess, uh, as a passing detail. I'm always I'm always a fan of doing those passing details for players, and then they go, "That wasn't interesting." And I'm like, "Oh, well, I found it interesting as a DM. <laughs> yeah, but so. I found it interesting.
1: I found it interesting. I, no, I think that's that. Yeah, it, again, it's that international space station sort of thing. Is that these little moments of otherworldliness that you can add in to it, mm. and little hints of other places, and the fact that it's connected to all of them. Yeah, I think it's that's the that's the fun of it. Um, mm. I think I was when going through uh the sort of the other places to to look at I think in terms mm. of like um places to go or like mm-hmm. key buildings i was just yeah. going to run through the sort of Please. faction Absolutely. faction headquarters again if you want to learn more about the factions you should get the faction tolls manifesto book which is another one we'll put a link to yeah because that outlines every faction with its headquarters in very good detail there's a lot of books for planescape and they yeah. and it does go into a lot and every book overlaps and gives you like the sigil one gives you like a paragraph in the cage gives you a page and then if, in the factors manifesto Slowly you get like five like pages expanses, yeah, yeah Of of all these things so you slowly build it up, a bit like learning a, a thing. But there's some really cool. So, like each of the factions have their their different headquarters. As I said so. You've got um, the gym. So, if the Athar have the Shattered Temple, so they mm-hmm. are the believers against like any. No one's really a god. Everyone's just that there is there is no gods. They're all just humans with superpowers, um, and they live in the Shattered Temple, which is Aeskar's damaged temple. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the um, then you've got the the uh, Harmonium, which um, whole ha- have the barracks. Mm -hmm. which is like a big, uh, you know, guard square building where they all train and stuff like that, and it's very much of that uh, sort of um, uh, reality. Then you've got the prison, which is where all the bad people go to to go when the mercy killers take them there and go to Mm -hmm. jail, and they they sort of hold that, and that sort of tells you everything you need to know about the mercy killers, (laughs) Uh, that their name is uh, not really exactly what they're, they're not very merciful. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you've got... um, you got the mortuary where the dustmen live who are all about looking out for death so if you ever if one of your characters dies uh daboos or people i forget the name of the people's uh the collectors mm. who are basically called like um, you, you they are like um these be- like no one will interfere with them. They're these people who will—they go any dead body that they that's on the street. They will go and collect them. They will loot the body <laughs> for anything good, like any good D D party will do, and then take that body to to the to the mortuary, that's which then has planes to all the uh planes of death or death yes. uh, gods of all the primes or all other deities and they will take you to your plane mm. of of like rest um which is such a cool place in w- where it starts um the game planescape torment starts uh in mm. there so that's always fun i'm just trying to find the other titles of all of them so i'm not going to miss any out um, uh,
0: well, and just to add on to that because yeah. you sent I'm sure we just mentioned it as well in this, just in case you sent to me an interactive map of all yeah. these places um, which is bloody brilliant highly yeah. recommend we'll put a link to that in the show that. That. Yeah. Um, it's great because you click on these places and not only does it tell you where does it sh- you know, what books it features in the little description and stuff, but it's also a rating system now I don't know it, like as I said to you off the podcast, I don't know whether that's because it's how many books are in, so therefore, oh, there's a lot of information about it, or if people have gone on one star, didn't like it here, died here, or whatever. But the mortuary does get five stars. Uh, yeah. I noticed as I was like, oh, good service. <laughs> yeah, really good service.
1: Exactly. The other one with Giselle, the Bleak Cabal, who just basically mm. think there's no there's no future for the world. It's just all decay and entropy. Mm. Uh, they run the arms houses, which is nice for yeah. to, to look after it, like healing people. Believers in the Source, nice. who uh, they. They own the foundry, and so they, you know, they are the peacekeepers, they call it. Uh, but they believe that everyone could become divine through hard work, in some respects, uh, through, like, tests. So you're always constantly testing yourself, and when you die, you then reborn to then test yourself again, is the kind of belief. So they're all about this foundry and sort of making things and sort of bettering yourself through through, through your sort of, like, training. Mm. Um, the doom guard uh, who who want to cause the destruction of the world mm. uh, they're the armory because they basically want to give everyone weapons yeah. so they've got this great armory so if you want to get anything like any good armaments they're the ones and they will willingly give you armaments because they want to they want the world to crumble uh quick <laughs> um uh, the Takers, or the Fated, uh, the Fated and the Takers, and the taters, uh, they basically are the Hall Records and also do all the like, taxation, because mm-hmm. you know, they basically want to take anything from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Governors do all the laws, so they're in the, they have the Courthouse um, and the Free League, um, they're the sort of markets, they hold uh, the markets and um, they, you know, they, they, they basically help run the Market Hall. Uh, I've gone through I think most of them uh, but then like the revolutions and the and everyone has all these I think they're just interesting places out going but these are the kind of key buildings you'll see on that map yeah. and they define each ward and as we haven't mentioned all these factions when you arrive at Sigil if you are a newcomer they will put out factotums as they're known who are basically touts that act like they're tour guys for the city but really they are tour guys that will lead you to their to the, their, like, tell you their belief on the way, kind of give you the version of Sigil they want to give you, and then say, oh, now we've ended up at our fact- faction house, how weird is that? You want to sign up? Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and so they are kind of a real part, and so these buildings and I think taking on these factions if you're going to run Sigil, mm-hmm. is like take one that you think would be interesting for your party either in a sort of, like, antagonistic way or a protagonistic way um, and mm-hmm. sort of see if that would be, like, try and have these factions vying for their attention and trying to grab them and pull them to their side and take them to these places and really let them see the the very particular um, municipal buildings or ways of seeing the city work is a really fun way of I think introducing characters again to yep. Sigil and how it works and a really like here's a bit of the geography, here's a bit of the factions, and here is a bit of like how the city actually runs mm-hmm. all in a very short period of time just by using that 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 route, basically I think.
0: That's so cool. Really, really oh yeah. Just, just everything about this whole place is just just interesting. There's always little bits and pieces I can just really grasp onto as a DM, so it's really
1: cool sorry I talk a lot about this because. no
0: <laughs> I just no because you, you enjoy it you're very passionate <laughs> about it so <laughs> yeah um, that's it I don't really have anything else to add on to that yeah. I just think it was just really interesting and just so much to, to take in and to talk about I just yeah mm. I, I definitely feel like more confident to be able to run adventures in sigil now as a result from looking at this thing like I feel inspired to whereas before like I said at the beginning I don't know really much about it and just, yeah. I, just I just assumed it was just oh this is just a just a place to start them off in but actually i can yeah. see you doing lots of stuff in this uh in a starting yeah. off essentially yeah
1: i think it is and it, it's such a it, it there's a lot there's enough to do there like i don't i think people kind of go to planescape as we said before like let's go to the planes you know yes. stuff <laughs> but there's there's so much in this one little city that is so unique that it you you will get the sense of planescape with it mm-hmm. that then then can take you on these adventures in a really great way, and I think can yeah. and can focus the and you can use that as a way to you know we talked about all those different like the book has those beginnings like what are the themes for the for the thing is it going to be a philosophical journey is it going to be mm-hmm. is it just going to be Indiana Jones turn mm-hmm. to the max you know or is it going to be um, the weird and the wonderful sort of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and you can define that those three different ways by how you start off in Sigil, and mm-hmm. I think Sigil can give you a taste of all those things with yeah with however you want to do it so. Yeah, it's quite
0: amazing, amazing. Well, I yeah, I, what, what a sort of way to sort of end this part of uh, the sorry, I lost my words for a second. What a way to end this sort of part of the DM's travel book club by just sort of ending at the capital as I would call it. But um we're not stopping though, are we? We sort of mentioned no. it a little bit last time. We're sort of going to continue on ambling because there are other places that aren't necessarily the, the 16 planes plus outlands and sigil mm. um Hamilton, where are we planning to go next on this well, okay. we're gonna we're
1: gonna we're gonna bypass very quickly from the astral to the ethereal and then onwards into Whoop. direct and we'll come back to those maybe another yes. time but we'll cross the divide yeah. into the the inner planes mm. uh, of of so that's the planes of the the elemental planes of mm. earth wind fire and water, mm-hmm. as well as the positive and negative energy planes. Maybe we'll even then move out of the 2E into the 5E into the Fae and the Dread Domains, yeah, the Shadow perhaps, Realm, yeah. perhaps, but at the Elemental Planes first. And yes. I was reading the mm. intro to the Elemental Planes and I was going to just quickly Yeah, please. Uh, 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 I will find it. <laughs> <laughs> Place to get inner planes because it gives a really good description in the inner planes book of the difference between the two mm-hmm. and it, it says that i think it basically is that you are going to transition from the metaphysical to the physical Ooh, like the that. realm yeah the the inner planes are realms of reality and things you know even though in limbo you can sort of conjure all realities mm-hmm. in the inner planes you are dealing with very real things so i think it's yeah Folks like to think about centers here in this. Cages and Sigil think that they are at the center of the multiverse. Lots of Burks on the Prime think that their world is the focus of everything, although a body could argue that such belief's is not really their fault since they don't know any better. However, show them a map of the Great Ring, and you'll probably think the Outland lies at center. Then show them a representation of the whole cosmos with the planes—not with all the planes, not just the ring. he will realize his error. No, they'll admit it appears that the, the inner planes are at the center of the multiverse. The real dark is to those who know the way it's planes, that there isn't a centre, not really. But in a space that bounds any spot from the centre. Still, somebody who picks in the inner planes as the core of the multiverse really isn't that far from true. They're not the centre as far as location goes, but they are the choice as the centre for existence. Existence is what the inner planes are all about. While the substance of the outer planes is belief, the inner planes are immutable reality. The surreal, intangible thought realms of the metaphysical outer planes may change, giving mm-hmm. rise to beings shaped from belief and faith. But the real, tangible material worlds of the utterly physical inner planes never change. No matter what a body thinks or holds dear, an inner planar native say, "Believe what you want. Fire still burns, and wind still blows." Whoa! That's
0: what so
1: a great cool. intro, right? Great intro. So cool. And yeah. I,
0: yeah, I like. I think I said to you before, and maybe I've said this on here. So I've never heard of like positive and uh, and negative planes mm-hmm. or anything like. That. And then the difference sort of in between stuff, because obviously, yeah. I, yeah, I only think of like fire, water, yeah. earth. Uh, and, uh, so now yeah. I'm like oh there's so much more yeah, to yeah there's it. a lot there's Very a lot and there's
1: excited. R- amazing we're going to meet all the Ganassi that come from that's Yay. where they originate from yeah. uh, there's loads of other cool uh, beings that exist within these planes as well as just the elementals that we know about but yeah oozes <laughs> 'Cause there's the quasi elemental planes of ooze, so like we can go there. You know, so
0: yeah. If you love an ooze, <laughs> come along. Come on, come with us. <laughs> Get in, loser. We're going ooze shopping. I don't know. <laughs> Get in uh lose, loser. Oozer. Ooze. Ooze. Yeah. Okay. Before we... All right. Before before we <laughs> descended to Madness, thank you so much for watching and listening. Um, if you yes. would like this, check out our other stuff. You know, we've got obviously our sibling podcast, the actual mm. DMs book club, where we've been doing bits and pieces. The actual
1: DMs. The book. actual,
0: the actual. Um um, and, and, yeah, so check them out. I'm sure there'll be links all around us just mm. now. But until next time, folks, thank you so much for watching. And um, join us in the Inner Plains next time. Thank Yay! you very much. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye! <laughs>